episode 42. Today, I speak about personalized health with Jeff Ruby from Newtopia. American healthcare entrepreneurs and executives you want to know. Talking. Relentlessly seeking value. At the beginning of 2015, President Obama announced a precision medicine initiative. And what this initiative aims to do is really change how clinicians treat and prevent diseases by using genetics. Whenever we think of genetics, most of the time we think of their use in, for example, oncology care in order to inform a pharmacologic choice. I mean, certain oncology drugs only work with patients who have certain genomic makeups. What Newtopia is actually doing is really interesting because how they're using genetics is to inform personalized, a personalized treatment model in order to reverse or prevent metabolic syndrome. They are currently working on a pilot that Aetna is rolling out to some of its larger employers to measure the results and validate their methodologies. It's going well, but I'll let Jeff tell you all about it. My name is Stacey Richter, and this podcast is sponsored by Franklin HealthCom. Welcome to Relentless Health Value, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to talk to you today about Newtopia and some of the very interesting things that you are working on, especially with some payers. Could you just give us sort of the cocktail party introduction of Newtopia? What do you got going on over there? Sure. So Newtopia is a personalized health company that is leveraging uh, genetic testing and the best of engagement science to really inspire people to make the right lifestyle choices to lead healthier lives. And we're currently focused on individuals at risk for obesity or type two diabetes, uh, heart disease or stroke, or put another way, anyone at risk for metabolic syndrome. We partner with large insurers or employers to deliver disease prevention programs targeted at those specific individuals, which have been delivering really industry leading engagement outcomes, clinical improvements, and some pretty amazing uh, measurable ROI for the employer. I can't wait to get to those measurable results. But before we go there, could we just spend a second talking about metabolic syndrome, which I'm interested in, especially as it relates to insurers, mainly because it's been pretty notoriously a CPT code that has not been reimbursed, metabolic syndrome. Right. No, I, I would I would say for us, metabolic syndrome really acts as a great way to stratify individuals at risk. And so when we look at this, we, we generally tend to look at uh, employees either who are going through biometric testing through their health benefits or are even completing a health risk assessment so we can identify those who are at greater risk of developing Uh, metabolic syndrome. We actually want to catch people before they develop metabolic syndrome. So we're catching them before that five-time risk for type 2 diabetes or two-time risk for cardiovascular disease or stroke and the cost rise as well. But it's, it's it's a great it's a great stratification point for us. And I think there's become a greater realization amongst insurers and employers of the importance of looking at metabolic syndrome risk as a way to identify a different at-risk segment of their employee base. 
So you think that the tide is turning and that insurers are really beginning to understand that catching and preventing disease before it boils over into the the conditions that you just mentioned is worth their time and money. Absolutely. And I think for a couple of reasons, and the first is financially, there's some really compelling data to show that as an individual moves from healthy toward at risk for or then reaching metabolic syndrome, there's a 1.6 times or a 60% rise in cost uh, for that individual from a paid medical, paid pharmacy standpoint. And then if left unabated for a little while, those costs can rise in a massive way. So you know, moving up from what should be about $3,400 um, for healthy moves to about $5,400 for metabolic syndrome, and then can jump to anywhere between 10 to 20,000 uh, for type 2 diabetes all the way up to heart disease. And so, you know, really what Newtopia does is catches people between um, healthy and metabolic syndrome, somewhere between the 3,400 and the 5,400 to prevent them from getting up to 5,400 well north of the 10,000 mark. You know, that's really our job. And I'm very interested to hear that because I, I've worked on several projects where we were attempting to counsel patients with metabolic syndrome. And one of the big barriers was that insurers were not reimbursing for that CPT code. So if a doctor wrote metabolic syndrome as the diagnosis, then nothing the patient, nothing that the provider did was reimbursed. No, yeah. no question challenging. The, the way we've been starting out in this way alongside uh, the insurers and employers is really working with insurers um, like Aetna to start targeting self-insured employers who are paying for this themselves. And they're, so they're seeing and recognizing on their P&L these costs for these risk-assessed employees going up and up. And so you know, really right now in our relationship through Aetna, we are delivering a Newtopia's health engagement platform to their large plan sponsors. You know, rather than relying on insurance reimbursement, they're actually decreasing their own costs by implementing our platform for those risk assessed individuals in their organization. So let's talk about what you're doing with Aetna right now, because it, it is pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What's going on there? You know, how did you how did you get started? What exactly are you doing? Sure. So, yeah, we're, I, I should say off the front, we're super excited about this relationship. And um, it began, well, we met at a Health 2.0 conference, boy, a couple years ago where I was speaking on personalized health. And uh, there was some intrigue with um, what they were working on and what we were working on. And of course, with many of these relationships, it took some time to marinate and identify the right people to speak to within each organization. But we, we finally arrived at a point of beginning to work uh, with a group within Aetna called Aetna Innovations. Awesome group. Can't say enough about uh, the work that they do. And as it happens, Aetna had been working for some time on metabolic syndrome risk reduction, they started uh, working with a group called GNS Healthcare to identify big data tool to help identify risk assessed individuals amongst their own employee base, but more importantly, amongst their 40 million clients. And then once that work was done, the next obvious question was, well, what do we do once we've identified these individuals at risk? What is the best therapeutic or personalized uh, health approach to bring down those risks. And that's where Newtopia got the opportunity to prove ourselves through a large-scale pilot, which we've now been running over the last year and are now well into our second year of that pilot. And what exactly does the pilot look like? Like if we were going to describe it from, say, the patient standpoint, what, what happens there? 
So Aetna, Aetna Innovations really set up a, a controlled trial or pilot. So they identified uh, a large group of risk assessed individuals. So these would be individuals with two or more out of range metabolic risk factors of which one was out of range waistline. And then from there, uh, they established a control group and then they established a, a group that Newtopia would target to. So our first objective was to see what kind of interest there would be within our marketing segment or our target. And we had a really great response. It was the fastest enrolled pilot in Netness history. And we got super interest, which is really compelling if you think about what we're offering. And here we are offering genetic testing to employees of an insurance company. And one would think, wow, you probably you know, get some friction or some pushback there. And we actually saw the complete opposite. It was like a throng to it. And I think that's a great credit to the kind of communication work we did, establishing that at no point will the data uh, of you know, the genetic data ever be shared with their insurer or employer and the presence of Gina in the US, which certainly helps to establish that bright line between us. And so we then began our efforts and we had a, a great sign up and about 600 uh, individuals began the pilot, and then we, you know, we really have carried those individuals through a year's worth of our program, personalized program. Before we get into what the results of that program are, if say I'm an employee of one of these companies that has ex- that expressed interest in, in participating in the pilot, so I'm going about my work day. <laughs> what happens there? Typically, if your if your employer is uh, leveraging a biometric screening program or a, an annual health risk assessment, we would identify those individuals uh, at risk with uh, you know with the insurer and employer, and you would be sent an email, likely on the back end or you know sort of soon after receiving the results of those biometric results or the results of that health risk assessment, inviting you to participate in Newtopia. It would be, in the case of what we've worked with thus far, 100% employer paid. And so uh, there's a great incentive there for you as the employee to participate. And uh, on the back of that email, you'd be led to a landing page to learn and read all about Newtopia and uh, enroll right on the spot. From there, our engagement, our personalized engagement approach really begins. And what does that look like from my, my perspective, assuming that I'm, I'm this employee? So if you're this employee, uh, upon enrolling, uh, the first thing that you're going to encounter is uh, the creation of a profile. So much like you would do with a social media style profile, you would start to enter some information. And as you begin entering that information, we also start to actively probe through an assessment tool that starts to ask questions. And what we're really driving at here is trying to understand you and what you're doing on a day-to-day basis from a nutrition, exercise, behavior, any medical issues that you're dealing with. But underlying all of that, what we're really looking for is to identify your personality type, your motivation type, and your readiness to change. Because with that information, we now can begin to understand you in a fundamental way, just core to Newtopia, this belief that in understanding you and then in taking that understanding to shape a personalized experience to inspire you to make the right lifestyle decisions is quite core. So the results of that profile and assessment is, is really key to getting you started and getting the personalization going. And then you'll also be sent a startup kit and that would be a box that shows up in the mail and that would include a genetic test. It's a little personal genetic test. It happens to be prescribed by a Newtopia physician or a network of physicians around the country that prescribe this test for you. 
And it's a simple saliva test that you literally spit into a tube, takes a couple moments to do, anyone can do it, absolutely painless. It's totally private, it goes out in a uh, encrypted sort of alphanumeric number, so the results remain between yourself and Newtopia. And then you put that test into a self-addressed envelope back to one of our CapClia approved labs in the US that process the results and have them back for you in about two weeks time. While that is going on and that test is being processed, you will be introduced to your own personalized app, which is configured specifically for you. And so uh, as we learn about you, both from the information you provide and then ultimately in from your genetic results, we really put together a personalized plan. And so that includes a complete nutrition plan for you, a complete exercise plan, and a complete behavior management plan with the ability to track very simply, with the ability to integrate wearables and wireless scale, which we provide, the ability to game based on your own personality, and the ability to socialize with a small group that we connect you to who are actually genetically matched to you so that you're able to get the best of a coached environment, which I'm going to share with you in a moment, and the best of a group environment. And then finally, we do a really cool personality matching where we match each one of our clients, so in this case you, with a personality matched coach. We do an eHarmony style matching. So we are learning about you and we've behavior tested all of our coaches to try to find the best match. And that match is really there to ensure that you have someone on the other end who's there to inspire you, to educate you, to keep you accountable, and uh, to offer you all the support and motivation to really execute this plan and stay on track toward this lifestyle change that we're recommending. Wow, that's very comprehensive. And it's really interesting that you mentioned the genetic testing. I'm assuming that that also has attained some interest because of the precision medicine. Absolutely. I, I would say timing has definitely been very favorable. We, you know, we've been doing, we've been at this for just over five years. So we've been on the personalized precision health route for a while. Certainly President Obama's announcements early this year helped fuel our fire around the need for personalization in this way. And, you know, I would say, you know, Stacey, we really consider ourselves a genetic engagement company. So what we're doing with genetic testing, it's, it's not about diagnosing a disease or a group of diseases, much like other um, genetic offerings in the marketplace. Rather, we're looking at a very narrow band of genes that really help us in two ways. The first is to educate the participant on what they've inherited from their parents that may have an impact on their weight and lifestyle, mainly so they can stop blaming themselves and understand that there's some biology at play here that may be having an impact or providing a challenge for them. And so that's, there's a big aha moment there. And the second really key tool is that we're using the information that we collect on each gene to help shape the recommendations we make in nutrition, in exercise, and in behavior management. So we're moving beyond strictly the guidelines toward genetically driven recommendations that are built for you from you. And as a result of those two things, we get a great motivation hook and this great aha and understanding that generally opens people up to making a change, even if they've tried and failed many times before and feel like there's no hope or they just don't want to do anything uh, again. You are using the, the genetic testing in 
a unique way that differs from, for example, how oncology uses it. I mean, it's less necessarily to select a pharmacological solution that best suits someone's genetic profile and more to understand the impact of what their behaviors are going to ultimately achieve. You know, absolutely correct. And I'd say you know, we're at a point with genetic testing, at least within the genetic uh, personalized health world, where uh, I'd say there is some great evidence and some great science that we are utilizing as best as possible to narrow down guideline-based recommendations you know, around macronutrients, around the kind of intensity of exercise, around the kind of behavioral supports, which are important and, and really offer great differentiation for what we do against others. But I'd say the greatest value is this genetic engagement. It's this aha, this understanding, and this sense of motivation that it provides. And when you combine that alongside this very powerful engagement experience that we offer through our coaches, through our groups, through our app and our wearable tools. When you put all that together, you've got the makings of a very engaging experience and motivating experience that inspires people to change their behaviors. You have been piloting with Aetna for, what did you say, a year? We completed our first year at the end of 2000 and, excuse me, at the end of September 2014. And then we actually rolled into a second year, which we're currently in, which will run until the end of September 2015. And so our goal is to evaluate not only the impact at the end of 12 months, but also at the end of 24 months. You know, and in the second year, the service level comes down a little bit. So there's a little less coaching offered and, and the price point changes. And so what we're really trying to determine is what, what's the impact of a long-term lifestyle management program around, of course, outcomes and around costs. So we can evaluate what this looks like from an ROI perspective to uh, employers. And you have alluded to the positive nature of these results earlier. Would you like to add a little color to that? Is there anything you've identified thus far? Sure. So, you know, what I, what I can say is that we, we, we really saw some outstanding um, results. And the challenge for me in, in specifying them is only that um, right now we're working with Aetna to put out a, um, a, a white paper and a third-party journal article, which is in market now, so the results are embargoed for me to discuss. But I can say that we saw you know, really industry-leading outcomes around registration rates, that the percentage of individuals who were offered the opportunity lead the industry, the engagement rate at 12 months, the percentage really leads the industry, the amount of weight loss and the amount of individuals who achieved clinically significant, so a 7% body weight target, really lead the industry. We were able to see some real improvements, uh, clinical improvements. So in the delta between the biometric testing and the risk factors that people started with compared to where they ended one year later, excellent improvements there. And then most importantly, uh, you know, some really compelling cost savings, in-year cost savings data. And so I know I'm dangling a carrot without being specific and apologize, but all of this is going to be published quite soon. And, uh, and I'd be delighted to, to come, you know, come back and share those results once the white paper has been published. Very intriguing. And we'll have to make sure that we put a link to that paper on the website. A couple things. One of them, it kind of circles back to what we were talking about before, just the nature of how this whole thing got started in that Aetna is offering this program to its employer customers. 
And it is the employer customer's desire to help their employees better manage their health and, you know, at the same time, reduce their own costs. That is, in fact, one of the one of the impetuses behind this this program. I don't necessarily know that a lot of people realize that that Aetna's big customers are employers. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, in so far as may, many people may not realize that, but, but certainly uh, large employers drive to a large extent the kind of programs or demand the kind of programs that insure large insurers provide. And so, you know, Aetna has a, a large book of business that supports large self-insured employers, and they are looking for innovation. The entire you know, raison d'etre for a group like Aetna Innovations is to identify innovation like Newtopia and test it and make sure the efficacy is there so that they can then begin to roll it out to their uh, plan sponsors. But the goal here, and, and it's there's a huge demand for cost savings. So as the cost of healthcare has has gone up, and as the risk uh, continues to rise, so too does the cost. And those costs land directly on employers. And if they're self-insured, they're large enough, then it directly impacts uh, their bottom line. And so they are certainly looking for proven solutions that will deliver not only great results for each participant and each employee, because of course they certainly care about the health of their employees, not only because they're people, uh, but also because that certainly impacts things like productivity and absenteeism and just overall morale, but it also has a huge implication on their own costs to provide uh, healthcare there. And I would say this is exacerbated even more as the market is beginning to shift and look at the potential for moving away from what has traditionally been insurers offering these programs to self-insured employers toward the idea of private exchanges, there's even greater demand now for insurers like Aetna to identify great innovations that can drive down cost savings because nobody wants to lose their current business toward um, an alternative method. And so in, in a threatening environment or in a changing environment, the pressure is on to, you know, to really add value to large self-insured employers. It's interesting what you say that employers are on the vanguard of driving change and looking at innovative ways to improve the their you know the ability to cost effectively manage patient care. Is that a statement? I mean, in other words, is it typically the employers that you can count on to be at the forefront and inspire or spur a large insurer to come up with new ways to manage patients, which then trickles down into their core formularies? Not being um, directly involved in these decisions, I can only let you know my my opinion and what I'm seeing is that there are, like anything else, there are some large employers that are innovators in and around the world of health and prevention. Uh, others are not. But oftentimes there are enough large, innovative, self-insured employers that are looking for ways not only to differentiate themselves, but re reduce their cost. And they certainly have a tremendous amount of interest in buying power that do drive the, you know, the, the program decisions of uh, large insurers. And I would say in Utopia's experience, we really see the opportunity to begin working with Aetna to, and, and the potential for others to offer our solution out to 
these innovators to start. And then we likely see the market starting to fill in as, as others follow suit. But they're also, we, we hope from a Newtopia perspective, there's an opportunity for us to penetrate the fully insured offering uh, from Anetna or another payer at a certain point in time as well. And so I do think the trickle down starts, it starts with the innovators, like many things, and then starts to you know, move into the early adopters and then into the sort of the main adoption curve. We were going from the vanguard to the early adopters to the early majority, I think it is. So Yeah, that's, that, uh, if we all believe in the crossing the chasm approach, that's exactly the right. Indeed. Circling back to something that you had mentioned earlier, but we didn't really have an opportunity to explore. You had said we'd been talking kind of about inspiration and the inspiration behind behavior change. It was actually interesting because I was listening to a speaker talk recently who said that, you know, everybody puts on their goals that they're going to lose 60 pounds or something like that. And they really don't want to achieve that. He said, and I thought this was a really interesting contrast. He said they obviously want to achieve potato chips on the couch more than losing 60 pounds. Otherwise, they wouldn't make those micro choices that add up to them not achieving their New Year's goal year after year. So you, you had mentioned that you've got two kind of environments within Newtopia. One of them is this coached environment and then the other is this this social envir- environment. Is, is that how you're managing this inspiration component or how do you get them to really want to lose the weight more? I'd say there's a real human beings are really interesting <laughs> this way, and we we you know, we oftentimes set these long term goals, and then and then there's this immediacy effect or this this instant gratification that takes place, and there's a conf, oftentimes a conflict between the two, and so I guess fundamental to Utopia is the belief that inspiration over fear will trumps long-term decision-making. And so it's our belief in really working with individuals to identify bite-size pieces and uh, bite-size changes and tap into intrinsic motivation uh, in those individuals to achieve them. You know, oftentimes setting a, let's use your example, 60-pound goal, that's, that's hard. And so it's oftentimes the, the immediate gratification of the, the chips or the cookies or the holidays or, or whatever it may be. Or oftentimes life may just happen in between and things get stressful or there are problems at home or challenges at work that throw people off. And sometimes setting too big a goal uh, can lead to disappointment. And so you know, our, our approach is, is very much in let's breadcrumb this one and let's identify small things that can be done across lifestyle change and, and small wins that, that can be achieved. And then we leverage the individual personality match coach alongside the group to really offer different means of inspiration. So the, the coach is really there as, the, as an expert enough. Uh, and that person is really there as a motivation tool Whereas the group is very much the empathy. It's, it's very much the, we know exactly what you're doing. We're like you, and we're all doing this together. And so you've got this group dynamic on the one end against the inspiration of a personality match coach on the other. Again, this is all tied to your personality type. So if you're driven more toward small bite-sized pieces because you're a little bit more all or none in your personality, then the content is going to be delivered specifically for you. If you're more like me and you're emotion-based, then we're going to really tie the way we present content and the way we gamify the experience toward what motivates me. And so no two Newtopians have the same experience. No two Newtopians have the same 
approach, it's, it's really the key to our differentiation is in identifying what's right for each individual and then playing out that experience and keeping in mind that it's got to be dynamic. So as changes occur in the participant's life, whether it be personal or at work or something in between, then we're going to change up our methods and tactics within the group and within the coach and maybe even switch up the coach entirely to best suit how to continue to inspire that individual as those changes occur and as, as life moves on. As we mentioned before, this is a 12 to 24 month experience. We're, we're really in it for the long haul. And it, it's all about understanding the individual to get at that right mix over time. Sounds like there is a obviously a good deal of human interaction. How yes. how I'm assuming though that this is underpinned by a rather robust data engine. You know, what's the data engine doing during all this? It's really learning. We're running a very dynamic CRM in the background here that with every interaction, so it starts with the original registration and it starts with the assessment and this profile that we were talking about earlier. But then with every touch, you know, what Newtopia is trying to master and, and, and continues to get better at is the best of high touch meeting the best of smart automated touch to drive engagement, which drives outcomes. I guess we fundamentally don't believe that this can be done strictly by an app or a virtual coach. Nothing wrong with those approaches, but for this target audience, we've seen that human interaction, a high touch, I mean, it can be done by live video and that's really effective, is important. But it's, it's bringing those two pieces together and understanding when the high touch is really required versus when we can engage either with a group or through the app and contextual communications. And so running in the background is this giant data engine that's learning about what's effective and what's not. And, and keep in mind that that's doing that across several different personality types, several different motivation types, and several different readiness to change stages. It's a fairly complex data algorithm going on in the back, but as we scale, it becomes a very powerful a tool for machine learning and AI to begin applying and improving our algorithms and improving our predictive ability so that when new individuals come in, we're going to be better able to identify exactly how to shape the experience for them based on those who have come before. And it's been said many times that the optimal deployment is to use machines to detect patterns. Machines are incredibly good at detecting patterns, but they're incredibly bad at knowing what to do with those patterns. So that's where you need, you know, the human engagement. So it sounds like that you are applying that model. Absolutely. And and I would say the the key to our success to date has been the machine understanding and the ability to leverage technology, but that this is a human this is a human challenge. The, the lifestyle challenges that we have are largely human-made, and I fundamentally believe they're going to be solved by humans uh, interacting with humans, and that this is about inspiring one another in individual fashion and in group fashion to rise above the challenges. The, the cards are in many ways are stacked against us from a nutrition perspective. You know, we have massive work pressures and growing sedentary lives. The stress is getting higher and higher. Nothing, there's nothing in the immediate future that is going to change the trajectory we're on other than really effective personalization and inspiration to intervene. And that's really where Newtopia stands at the forefront. 
you're kind of skirting by an issue that I keep seeing come up repeatedly lately, and that is the the social determinants of health. In other words, if it doesn't matter how great the evidence-based treatment someone could receive is, if they can't get to the doctor because they can't figure out how to get a ride there, they're obviously not going to receive that treatment and their outcomes are not going to be great. It sounds like you're kind of rolling those things into what you're talking about. I would say we, we've tried as best as possible to make access to Newtopia as available as possible. It requires access to the internet and, and a postal address, either at work or at home. And at that point, we can engage with anybody uh, anywhere. And so the model, the current coaching model, allows for us to continue to you know, manage down the cost of coaching as we need to. So I don't want to say that Newtopia is available for everybody necessarily, because you know, right now they would need to be employed by a, a company who is offering it out to their risk assessed employees. But we're certainly trying to set ourselves up as a very available and scalable uh, model and, and are very familiar with those social determinants of health and are really trying to bring this integrative care model, this, this, this combination, Newtopia stands for the right combination of nutrition along exercise, along with behavior management or behavior well-being. That's the NEW in Newtopia. We want to be able to democratize that to the masses, where it is currently pretty limited to the top ends of the market right now. Yeah, and I was even thinking of other things beyond probably the example I gave was not great. You know, for example, if you tell someone to eat healthily, but if they go to the, you know, if they're pressed for time and they have to get some crappy lunch because that's the only thing that's available in 7-Eleven because they're rushing in and rushing out. That's also relevant. Or if, for example, maybe they can't even afford organic fruits and vegetables or, you know, there's a lot of things that crush down upon a, a person that it sounds like your system is able to adapt to those pressures and kind of switch up the program to help someone instead of stamping fail on their forehead. Correct. And that's where our focus on hyper-personalization comes into play because we realize that not everyone can afford or would even choose organic foods. We realize that not everyone is making food at home, although it's a wonderful thing to do and we support it, but that may have to eat on the run or travel quite a bit. It's this focus on each individual and taking them where they're at and where they come from and not judging them about whether it's right or wrong, but rather saying, okay, here's where you are, here's where you live, here's where you work, here's your pattern. Let's work within it to identify the right choices or the healthier choices from a nutrition standpoint, the right way to get the activity in on a daily and a weekly basis, given what you know, where you are and what you do, and the right way to manage your stress and time management and relationship issues, given where you're at. It is wholly not one size fits all. It's wholly not about a guideline that you have to fit into, we're fitting ourselves to the individual. Makes sense. So where do providers fit into this whole mix? Well, we, I mean, we, we'd like to think that we're operating upstream uh, at the provider level and really helping to keep 
healthy people healthy as long as possible and avoid them from hitting the sick care system for as long as possible. And so we'd like to see ourselves in, in partnership with providers to do our job, which is to really help keep people healthy for as long as possible. And, and I would say, you know, limit the number of unnecessary patients that are being created in the system. Do providers have access to the information that Newtopia is, is collecting, or do you sort of see yourself as in a different silo from what providers are, are up to? No, we, we'd very much like to see ourselves as part of a, 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 a real healthcare ecosystem. And so providers are able to get access to any of our results or records through the participants. So at the, as the participant provides consent, then we're able to share our records and results. We've built our back end in a fashion that imagines integration with EMR and EHR systems into the future. We haven't taken that step largely because we've been focused on the insurer-employer segment and not the provider side. But as Newtopia begins to scale, we certainly have you know, great interest in working with providers and hospital users as well. The idea here is very much to help shape and share what we do from an engagement and an inspiration perspective. And, and you know, Newtopia could be a wonderful bolt-on to providers who share that mindset or who are really motivated and interested in, in keeping healthy people healthy. So where can people learn more about Newtopia if they are interested? I would say the best place to learn about Newtopia would be on our website at uh, newtopia.com. And anyone who's listening can also feel free to reach out to us uh, directly for any questions or answers, or if there's interest in, in potential for Newtopia to participate in your organization uh, and to provide some, some great value-added disease prevention for risk-assessed employees, we'd be delighted to discuss working together. And that's Newtopia, which is spelled N-E-W-T-O-P-I-A. And the N-E-W stands for, what was it? It was pretty cool. Nutrition, exercise, and what was the W? Well-being. So yeah, it's when you when you put those three together, that's that's lifestyle. And so when you when you have all the lifestyle balls in the air and in equilibrium, then you have a platform for ideal health. So Newtopia is is about you know that that lifestyle ideal and aspiration which we're all striving for. Thank you so much for being on the program, Jeff. I have learned a lot. Thank you very much. We really appreciate the opportunity. Links to everything discussed during the episode today can be found at RelentlessHealthValue.com. I'll tell you the other thing that you will find at RelentlessHealthValue.com, and that is a way to subscribe to the show. If you subscribe, the cool thing is that you don't have to remember to go to the website every week to download the new episode. It will automatically be sent to you in one of two ways. The first way is you can type in your email address in the, there's a, a sidebar on the right hand side of the website where you will find a place that you could type in your email address and then you will get an email once a week with a, a link to download the episode. So that's one way to go. The second is also in that same right hand sidebar on the Relentless Health Value website, you will find a large orange dot. If you click on that dot, then you'll get taken to a place where you can click on the subscribe button in iTunes. If you click on that, then each week your iTunes will automatically download the episode, which you could choose to listen to on your computer or on the podcast app on your mobile phone. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please, I beg you, uh, it would be really, really helpful if you would rate and review the show either on iTunes or interact with us on Twitter. Our uh, Twitter handle is Relentless with only one S, health. So Relentless with only one S, health. I would love to hear from you. We would find it very inspiring over here at the Relentless Health Value podcast. I thank you so much for tuning in and so much for spending the time with us. Thank you.